0: You are listening to Salty Believer Unscripted. This is Salty Believer Unscripted. I'm Josiah Walker. I'm Brian Catherine. And it's Christmas. Again. Or still Christmas. (laughs) Still Christmas. I mean, we're getting closer. I'm eating the chocolate in my advent counter. But but we're just talking through some Christmas themes and Christmas topics today. And you had one, Brian, that you wanted to share today.
1: Well, so, uh, yes, I'm going to make some people upset at me. Oh, good. It's one of those podcasts.
0: Yeah. Some of
1: our favorite Christmas songs and some of our favorite Christmas decorations and some of our favorite Christmas movies sometimes steer us in directions that are not biblically accurate. You're saying some of our Christmas traditions might not be yes factual. or we just believe things. okay this came about I'll tell me let me tell you why this came about. This came about because um, there's a Advent Nativity set. Yes. Uh, that, like, you cut them out of paper. It's a project from the family advent thing you maybe yeah. We talked about that last week. My kids were flipping through the pages and stuff, and my kids see the three wise men or whatever, and we have a different nativity set, and I think there's only, like, two wise men or four wise men. I can't remember. It. Sure. And they're like, oh, but it's the three wise men. And I said, well, they're not called the three wise men. They're called the three shepherds. No. Uh, they're not called the three shepherds. Well. They're not called the three drummer boys. There's not three anything. Oh, oh, nuts. And then I said, why do we always have the wise men at the nativity manger? Okay. And my kids were like, what are you talking about? Well, they brought Jesus' gifts when he was born. They did, right? Or when... Did they? Let's find out. Okay. So, here's my point. This is the point. And, and I'm going to share why this can be good and this can be bad. Um, sometimes, okay, that's pretty minor. There may have been, and I'm gonna show you. Okay, the wise men thing, eh, there's some stuff there. It's not worth getting all wound up about. But sometimes it can be pretty major. Uh, It can be major when a movie you watch or uh, TV shows or songs or something might suggest something about like the character of God that's actually not true. Like you watch a movie and it turns out Jesus is incapable of doing things and he's struggling. Or you watch or listen to something and it's saying how, uh, you know, who knows? Something that gets us way off on who Jesus is. Okay. Way off on who God is and how things worked. To the extent that you go, okay, now we're in dangerous territory. Now this is getting pretty iffy because it's communicating something that's really untrue. As far as the Magi are concerned, it is, when we get this wrong in our head, it's a little, it's untrue, but it's not untrue to a detrimental level. Does that okay. make sense? Sure. I'm um, with you. And there, and so I think when we we're talking about the kids, like I've heard people say, "Oh, you know, you know, the Bible says God helps those who help themselves," and like oh, no, I've the Bible that. doesn't say that. Right. Now we're talking about the character of God. Or God doesn't
0: way. give you more than you can handle.
1: Yeah, God doesn't give you more than you can handle. Pretty much everything in life, I can't handle without God. <laughs> Tell me about so, it. So <laughs> with God, I can handle it. But anyway, when we get into these kinds of things, it can be it can be pretty bad for our understanding of right theology. But okay. the wise men one doesn't fall to that extent. So we want to remember, like, okay, we're not going to get... Sure. Don't go and get in a family fight right. over this issue. But let's just... Let me use it as an example. Okay. So first of all, let's go to text. So you got your Bible?
0: Yeah, where are we going?
1: We're going to go to Matthew.
0: If you're driving right now, you don't have to turn either. No,
1: hit pause. Well, but I'm going to read stuff so you could listen along. Um, we have in Matthew and we have in Luke, we have the story of the earthly... Birth of Jesus. I say earthly because he existed before he was earthly born, but he he now has a human nature, whereas before he only had a divine nature. But anyway, uh, in Matthew chapter one, you see, hey, Jesus is born. Um, there's a discussion about how Mary uh, was pregnant with child from the Holy Spirit, and and uh, Joseph is a godly man. She's so going to divorce her quietly, but he has a dream, and all this kind of stuff, right? So. Okay, so now we get to the beginning of chapter two, and this is the, this is the the wise men's story. Okay. And so chapter two, starting in verse one, says after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, which if we go to Luke, we see that they had to go to Bethlehem, right, because of the census. I remember. There was that. no room in the inn, yep. so he was in a manger sort of thing, and there's all sorts of debate on shack, house, basement right. of a thing, cave. Laid in the manger. But that's not the story we're dealing with here. We just need to be aware that's why they're in Bethlehem instead of home. So after G after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea. Okay, so right off the bat we have a connecting word that says after. Okay. So if you're thinking about them showing up right at the birth, like there's a movie called The Nativity, and the Magi, it's all about the Magi, and they're showing up right as she's giving birth to the baby, you know, and they're like, Oh, look at that. But this is after Jesus was born in Bethlehem, and I'm going to see it could be quite a bit after, but uh, of Judea in the days of King Herod, wise men from the east arrived in Jerusalem. So, so Josiah, you're going to be my test subject here. How many wise men does oh boy. it say? Uh,
0: I thought it said three, but I don't see the word there. No, it says so.
1: wise men, so there's only one number that it can't be. One? One, because <laughs> that would be a wise man. Yep. Wise men, plural. So could it be Three. Sure. Could it be 23? Uh, I guess. How come it couldn't be 23? We don't know how big this entourage of travelers Cause is. Because I right? couldn't
0: fit 23 in my nativity Because you couldn't put it in your...
1: <laughs> right. Okay. So so we have a plural group of these wise men from the east. And right. some Bible say magi, these people. Okay. And where did they show up? In Bethlehem at the manger? Where does it say?
0: Oh, well, these men arrived
1: in Jerusalem. I did not pick that up. Ding, da-da-ding, da ding, did it, ding. <laughs> And Bethlehem is south of Jerusalem. A pretty good hike. Sure. Adi- I'm not exactly sure the mileage, but it's south, it's a distance. So they're in Jerusalem, okay? And then they show up, they arrived in Jerusalem, saying, Where is he who has been born the king of the Jews? For we saw his star at its rising and have come to worship him. Who are they saying this to? If you go to your movies, oh, this is a secret conversation. Maybe with and Herod, whatever, Mary and, No. They showed up in Jerusalem, and they were saying this. Now, check out verse 3. When King Herod heard this, so the word was traveling. So this could have been 25 people to make a stir. I don't know if three people would have made a stir. It could have been three people. It could have been two people. It made a stir in Jerusalem. Finally, it catches the ears of King Herod. So verse 3, when King Herod heard this, he was deeply disturbed, and all of Jerusalem with him. So they arrived in Jerusalem with enough time to have a conversation with enough sure. people to cause a stir, And he's probably in the hung city. around for a while. Seems like it, doesn't it? And then it says So he assembled all the chief priests and scribes of the people and asked them where the Christ would be born. So he's like, Where is this Christ? What's going on? So that may have taken time. This is what the scribes come up with, verse 5. In Bethlehem of Judea, they told him, because this is what was written in the prophet, <clears throat> And to you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah, because out of you will come a ruler who uh, will shepherd my people Israel. Okay. Then, so all that's happened already. After the wise men got to Jerusalem. Right. Then Herod secretly summoned the wise men. So now he's having a meeting. And he asked them the exact time the star appeared. So when did when did they first catch it? He sent uh, them to Bethlehem. Uh, So he sent them to Bethlehem, so he's the one who figured it out. They didn't figure it out. He sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search carefully for the child. When you find him, report back to me so I too can go and worship him, which we later find out, no, he's going to go kill all the babies. Right. After hearing the king, they went on their way, and there it was. The star they had seen at its rising. So now the star is there again. It led them until it came and stopped above the place where the child was so that's kind of exciting when they saw now, now they're in Bethlehem so time is passing when they saw the star they were overwhelmed with joy entering the house they saw the child with Mary his mother so that doesn't say I mean we're not talking the same place where he, maybe that's the house and underneath it was the cave manger whatever but now he's entered the house <clears throat> they yeah, saw I mean, the, they're
0: still in Bethlehem then right
1: they're in Bethlehem now Uh, Because probably with this small baby, they weren't fit to travel back home yet. Right. Uh, They saw the child with Mary's mother and falling on their knees. They worshipped him. They opened their treasures and presented him with gifts, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Can two guys give gold, frankincense, and myrrh? Yeah. Can 25 guys give gold, frankincense, and myrrh? I guess. We just have three gifts, so we make our nativity sets. Each one is carrying something. And we have this tradition where they have these names, you know, and we do whatever. But the Bible... Isn't telling us this. And then, being warned in a dream not to go back to Herod, they returned to their own country by another route. Okay, so now, after they were gone, the angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream. Basically, Joseph says, You need to go to Egypt. Right. Okay, that's to fulfill the prophecy that says, Out of Egypt I'll call my son. Now, here's where it gets interesting. This is verse 16. Then, Herod. When he realized that he had been outwitted by the wise men, flew into a rage. Okay, so we don't know how. I mean, how long do you think that took?
0: Oh, it's got to be a while, right? Because they were going by foot.
1: Yeah, and he sent them out. So they come back. They might have been riding on animals, but either way, didn't. And then okay, they didn't find him How? So he might have waited a certain amount of time. Who knows sure. how long? A week? Two weeks? I don't know. So after he figures this out, he gave orders to massacre all the boys in and around Bethlehem. Who now key into this? were two years old and under in keeping with the time that he had learned from the wise men okay so what did he learn he learned when they first saw the star so based on when they said they first saw the star whether the child was born or not right up until the time he realized he was duped was two years so the the star might have appeared and it might have been a while before the baby was born or that's might have been right when the baby was born but whatever the case, he had reason to believe there was a two year window we're talking about here. Yeah. You know, if they're two years and, and maybe you add it a little on and round it up just to be on the safe side, whatever. Anyway, then he goes through and he kills all those kids because right. he doesn't want Jesus to usurp his rule and he doesn't want there to be another king and on and on and on. So that's quite the different story than, hey, there's a star. There must be Jesus. Let's go out. How would they even know? Their father, I mean, it's amazing what they knew and didn't know. But when we go off what's in the text, we see that it doesn't seem likely whatsoever that they were at the birth scene in a manger. Right. They probably never saw Jesus lying in a cattle trough.
0: And it might not seem like a major deal, or it might seem like a small issue, or that we're grasping at straws here, but I've talked to people who were shocked when they saw that there wasn't a drummer boy in Scripture. Right, And and we laugh about that, but there are people who literally thought... Oh, (laughs) yeah,
1: where's the little... How come my nativity set doesn't include a little drummer boy? Right. Or how? Co- I mean, you fill in the blank, right? So um, there's so the point I'm getting at with this is scriptures doesn't scripture tells us the story. Sometimes our traditions and our desires, and some of us are like, "Well, no, wait a minute, it's got to be," and we want to argue for our tradition. Right. But I'm
0: just saying, make sure that fits. Scripture should trump our tradition.
1: That's right. I'm, I'm not saying, hey, they didn't go worship Jesus. I think it's awesome they did. I'm not trying to make it bad. I'm thinking it's better. Right. Look at this story, and look at how all of Jerusalem heard there was a king to be born, that these people have come from a far-off land to worship him. It says all of Jerusalem knew that. Right. That's awesome. It says that, you know, it shows Herod's rage, and it makes me wonder, how much, how many people in Jerusalem went, wait a second, why did he do that in Bethlehem? We heard these guys were going to worship Jesus, or worship this baby that was a king that was born, they probably didn't know his name.
0: Right. Right. Why did he, I mean, <clears throat> it just adds layers to the story. Well, and... You really got me thinking about you know how many of these guys were there because you just assume there's three because there's three gifts listed in right. scripture. Yep. But now, as we're reading through it today, and you're talking about them kind of causing a ruckus or a scene there in Jerusalem, I'm thinking it's more than just somebody pulling over for and asking for directions. Hey, do you know where this baby is going to be <laughs> born? Know, I saw this
1: star, and maybe and they probably saw the star too. So like, what is that star? Right. So now it's adding to the oh, you're following this star. I remember years ago, is what 1996 or whatever that. Haley bop comet thing in the air forever
0: yeah
1: well i didn't have access to the news i was in the military i was at basic training no one was telling us what that was right so like all the what is that what is that And the drill sergeants wouldn't tell us for finally finally someone tells us but i'm just imagining what hey there's a star what is that hey this group of people however many in my mind it'd be amazing if it was 50 right 50 people came to worship jesus or you know that would cause a
0: stir in all of Jerusalem. I just love the better picture sure. that if I can get away Absolutely. from my nativity set. Well, and and you have to. And to your point, we have to start with Scripture, and we have to start with God's Word. That's right. And too often we start with maybe our children's books that we've read as a kid. Like, I'm looking at one right now, the Jesus Storybook Bible. I love this book. Every story whispers his name. It, it, every story in here talks about Jesus. Hey, but that's I've,
1: a great picture, how many people they draw. But
0: I've turned to this story in here called the King of All Kings, and it says... Far away in the east, three clever men saw the very you same thing. You see start. what I'm saying? So, I love this book. But you just paint it in your picture as fact because they put it in here. And you keep getting it reaffirmed right. as incorrect. Right.
1: And you're like, wait a second. That's what do so they that, call it, the zeitgeist, <laughs> the the social thoughts of, well, it has to be this because we all right. think it's this.
0: Yeah. And so then you have your kids coming to you and saying, no, this is wrong. This is wrong because in my storybook Bible, it's this. And, yeah. This is, there's
1: three great men. No,
0: I'm. Maybe there's way Well, I believe more. their intentions were right, and maybe there were three men, but we don't know That's that. also a possibility. There so, could have been three, right. and they brought three gifts. There could have been
1: 50 because they brought so much gold, which right. they probably didn't do. That would have been amazing, there right? Been, I, mean,
0: <laughs> I mean, it's a king,
1: right? The, the point of getting as when you pull out your Bible study tools, right. you need to make sure you see what is there, what isn't there. Right. What's the Bible actually saying? This is exegesis. Not what's it mean yet. That's a different process. This is just what is it actually saying? And you'll find when you start to do this, there's so much that starts to come out that you go, wait, wait a minute. Right. This isn't When I mean, You're working on a school project right I now. Was I was to say. You want to go there? I don't want to <laughs> get into too much detail, no, but you're but working through it.
0: This sounds like a small issue, but I'm dealing with a similar issue where there... All the commentators are saying this person is praying, and I don't see the word praying in the text. I see the word mourning in the text. So yeah. I'm asking myself: Is mourning meaning praying? What is going on here? But it's causing me to really think and wrestle with the text. And
1: and certain commentators will read other commentators and read, right. and it just perpetuates and it becomes it's on becomes a thing. Becomes a thing. But and if, I, I, if you didn't read any of those commentaries, you read the work yourself, which you right. should do. And you went, okay, this is what's happened. He prayed over here; it got answered over here. Right. And then now he's mourning. He's upset then this happens maybe the then this happens isn't an answer to prayer sure because that prayer was already answered right that's the right. but then you go to the commentaries and go oh his prayers were answered and you're like wait a minute we have the holy Spirit we have the ability to read we have the ability to look and we need to
0: right I just think there's something to be said with starting with the actual source and, and scripture versus starting somewhere else our destination might be honed in a little better we start with God's word rather than our traditions uh,
1: well so. and I'm, I'm working on that. Time and
0: time and time again. It makes us better Christians. It makes us stronger Christians. And Which, if you're a preacher, by the way, if you're
1: a preacher, there's a, there's a really fun way you can handle this. I like preaching when these things go. I, I don't start by picking on, well, we think it's this, but it's really this, and these people are dumb, and I don't... No, no, no. I think it's really fun when you go, man, here's the question. Well, let's take a look, and let's see what the Scripture says. And then you turn to the Scripture. I mean, I literally just did this in Genesis, and I didn't outright say, um, you know, hey, this is whatever, but I've made the point of saying scripture shows us what when God says in Genesis 3, if you eat of the fruit, surely you will die. Right. Um, I made the point of saying, what is death? What does God mean by death? And how many people go, oh, well, it must mean physical death and it sure. must mean spiritual death or it means this or we have tons of speculation. Well, he didn't, he didn't drop dead immediately. Right. Well, what did God mean by death? Well, then I just simply pointed out. If God said, surely this will happen, this is what death is, let's go ahead and look at the curse. And when you go through the curse, it lays out exactly what that death is. Yeah, This is what will happen to you. Let's see what happened. That's what God meant by death. And it includes physical death, spiritual death. It includes you're not flourishing in life because the toil of your work and your labor. The earth is cursed. Like, that is a much bigger picture than that. Or... We had this conversation. So after Sunday, my eight year old, seven year old, almost eight, she comes to me and she says, What was the fruit? What one was it? Was it an apple? Oh, sure. Yeah. How many people go, Oh, there's an apple. How there's many times when you tree. see Adam and Eve and you. Yep. you because how do you articulate a fruit you don't know? You can't. It's, I mean, I have seen people make up a different. Okay, that sure. looks like no fruit I've ever seen, right? right. That's helpful. But I told, my, I told my daughter, Well, the Bible helps us to know what fruit it was. And she said, what was it? I said, well, let's take a look. And when you go, I could pull up the scripture. But uh, in Genesis 1 or Genesis 2, in the creation account, it says that the, all the animals and all the trees were each made of their own kind. Okay. Okay. So if you have an apple, it's because the tree was an apple tree, each made of its own kind. Okay. So you're not going to find an apple on a pear tree. Right. Just like you're not going to find the fruit of the knowledge of a good and evil tree on an apple tree and you're not going to find an apple on the knowledge of the fruit of the good or the tr- the knowledge of good and evil tree. Right. So whatever fruit was there on the knowledge of good and evil tree, it was by its own kind. Uh, and the same thing with the tree of life tree is it by its own sure. kind. So it's not going to be a fruit we're going to recognize because right. we don't have the knowledge of good and evil trees well, all not. around the place, right? <laughs> so we're not going to know what that fruit is. So. so again, this is where Bible, this is where open your Bible, see what it says, let it guide you. And if you struggle, you know, work at it. And Anyway, Merry Christmas on all your decorations, your songs. Just think about what you're singing. Think about what you're seeing. And then the best thing to do is read your Bible without reading those things into the story. Instead, read the Bible and then see if those things are accurately presented by our decorations and by our stuff. I don't know if that helps you or not.
0: At the end of the day, before you watch your favorite Christmas movie, start with God's Word and go from there. Amen. Until next time. Thank you for listening. Find more information at saltybeliever.com.